Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So are we going to start flying out of Purdue? Because commercial air service is returning to the Purdue University Airport. Now, this is actually good news. But our problem is, you know, we think of just Indianapolis and that airport and what we service. But we have smaller regional airports. And if those places don't have the connectivity to larger close-by cities... That means a whole bunch of business that we are missing. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, personally at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on the X Twitter. This is coming back to Purdue. First time in 20 years, commercial air service. Who's going to be flying? How often? What's the story? Yeah, Tony, first as you say, first time in two decades that Purdue, uh, the Purdue Airport, uh, has uh, commercial air service. Uh, it is Surf Air Mobility is the uh, is the parent. It's a publicly traded uh, company, the parent company uh, of the uh, the airline that will be flying out of Purdue. They're going to have a lot of flights just between Purdue, uh, West Lafayette, and O'Hare in Chicago. Twenty four weekly round trip flights uh, are planned, so it's a substantial. Uh, investment, substantial presence uh, in terms of uh, uh, airfare or air travel that will be coming out of uh, out of Purdue. So uh, a win certainly for Purdue and uh, for that that connection between West Lafayette and uh, and Chicago. But as you said, uh, important piece too in getting some of this regional connectivity. You know, outside of Indianapolis, these regional airports around uh, around the state, getting them connected as well. The airline that's going to be doing this over there uh, at Purdue is Southern Airways Express. And you're like, yep. okay, I know nothing about this. Am I, am I having to, like, work the propeller all on my own? But they do a tremendous amount of these small kinds of shuttle services. So, like, Chicago to Quincy, which is in Illinois, Chicago to St. Louis, um, things like that. So... They're very good at the at the shuttle maneuvering, which brings business to and well brings an opportunity to business. Yeah, no, no question about it. And you hit it uh, on the head there, Tony. Southern Airways is uh, their niche is uh, that shuttle services, if you will, which is what we're talking about here. And, and you you talk about the connection uh, between Purdue uh, and aerospace. Obviously, the university itself, uh, great program there. First university-owned airport, and actually Purdue's airport uh, is the second busiest uh, in the uh, state of Indiana in terms of, uh, of traffic. So it's a substantial operation there. And when you talk about the connection between Chicago uh, and West Lafayette for the university, obviously, but the growing business uh, community, uh, certainly in, in the West Lafayette, Lafayette area, that's going to be a, a plus for them uh, as well. Whether it's Subaru of Indiana Automotive or Rolls-Royce, 
or you can go on down the list on a number of companies that uh, have located in that uh, in that region. By the way, they do fly jets. We understand this. The Citation Bravo and others. I, I had to look them up, but this is an example of of creating opportunity for Purdue. But if you go down to let's say Evansville, you don't have a flight that exists that will take you from Evansville to Chicago. Not having those kinds of things at some of these other regional airports creates a tremendous disincentive for business. It's harder to attract uh, opportunity here if you don't have the connectivity for people to get here. Yeah, it, it, it really is, Tony. It's a huge issue uh, for communities around the state. You mentioned Evansville, and that's a, that's a prime example. Uh, they have lost uh, nonstop service to both Detroit and Chicago, two key markets for that uh, part of the state. Uh, Old National Bank has a major presence now with their acquisitions. Uh, and of course, the bank is headquartered in Evansville, but a major presence in the Chicagoland area and that, uh, that part of the country. Uh, Detroit, you know, Toyota has a massive plant in southwest Indiana in Princeton. So flights to Detroit are important. Uh, and it's been an ongoing issue. And if you talk to the business community down in Evansville, they will cite that as a real critical issue. And some fear if that doesn't happen, if they don't get that connectivity, that nonstop service, they may begin to lose business, lose companies, not just companies who may consider locating there, but those who are there now because they simply don't have that connectivity. And I know the Indiana Economic Development Corporation is act actively involved in some of these communities. They were involved in the deal to get air service, commercial air service at Purdue. They've been a part of negotiations in Evansville as well, try to get air service uh, uh, there as well. So it is a big issue. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Let me move it over to uh, what's going on here in the state State revenue falls short of projections again. That is the headline from InsideIndianaBusiness.com just on Friday that the state budget agency said the general fund revenues last month totaled nearly $1.4 billion, 3.2% lower than the April 2023 forecast. Talk to me about what it is that is happening and why. Well, it, you mentioned the numbers, and it uh, it continues its second consecutive month that revenue collections fell below uh, below estimates that for November, and uh, the agency did note that lower than expected collections uh, from sales tax and corporate income uh, tax outweighed the higher than expected collections as well from interest. So a lot of in the weeds technicalities there. Uh, I, I don't sense that there is a uh, collective concern uh, in terms of those numbers as we look ahead to 2024 and the forecast and, and where things are headed here. You hear a variety of uh, opinions on recession, no recession. IU economists uh, have recently come out with their forecast for 2024 saying they don't anticipate uh, a recession. If there is one, it would be very mild. So the consensus has kind of been on a, on a, on a fairly bullish 2024, uh, despite what we're seeing the numbers there in terms of, uh, of revenue collections. What are they, So they're talking about that for the state of Indiana, right? Yep. So they're yep. basing this on the idea, this idea that recession will be uh, uh, possibly uh, small, right? Uh, d diminished or, or, or diminutive in, right. in, in, yep. in size. Is, is there a conversation of how they break that out compared to what the country might be dealing with? 
I think there is, Tony, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't have it in front of me now. I, I think that the feeling was nationally uh, from these uh, the IU economists, Kelly School of Business, that nationally – uh, there would not be a recession at the first half of the year nationally and also here in Indiana uh, would be uh, uh, rather slow, but that would pick up and accelerate in the second half of the year. The big issue to me that came out of that forecast, Tony, was uh, productivity uh, in Indianapolis specifically. And we talk about productivity, we're talking about um, um, the earnings and, and, and productivity in the Indianapolis region continues to lag far behind the rest of the country, uh, the IU economists say, hey, Indianapolis doing a good job, a very good job, above average, of, of adding jobs, but they're not the kinds of jobs, the higher-paying uh, technology, science, engineering jobs that, uh, that are needed to really boost productivity. So big issue uh, going forward, according to the IU economists. And one of the big uh, drivers in that whole split at IUPUI with Indiana and Purdue universities coming online to produce more of those kinds of jobs here in central Indiana. The desire being, of course, higher paying jobs or the desire being that it will lead to higher investment, which will then, of course, bring higher paying jobs. You know, I think both. Uh, But it's 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 higher paying jobs. Those uh, jobs that that create that produce more productivity, the advanced uh, industries uh, in manufacturing, in science and technology, engineering, math, STEM, we hear so much about. And if you look at whether it's IU or Purdue, they talk about in this new IU and Purdue Indianapolis model, uh, the thousands of technology-related jobs they'll be able to produce right in the heart of, uh, of Indianapolis, and that would contribute to that, uh, that whole picture. That is Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter, at IIB. That's where you find him on the X, on the Twitter, whatever it is, on Elon Musk's happy box. That's where you find him right there.